Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Premier Useless Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason Tebbs, and tonight is the 2021 NFL Draft. So the NFL teams are choosing what players that they want to add to their rosters to hopefully get some good guys in there that they can either challenge a title this coming up football season or to help bring in and develop talent to have more of a long-run plan. Now, for a lot of people, and myself included, I don't care about the NFL draft. Not, And that, that might be putting it harshly, but I am not invested in the NFL enough to think about, oh, what's this team going to pick? Who's this team going to pick? What are the players coming in? Like, I don't know any players that have been playing in the collegiate level that might be coming into the draft. What I do like about the NFL draft, though, is essentially like the strategy behind drafting something and the strategy behind building a team that you hope will ultimately go on to achieve bigger, better, greater things for your franchise, whether it's the NBA, um, whether it's the NFL. Does baseball do drafts? I don't know. I know the two big ones are the NBA and the NFL. Those are the two that I hear about doing drafts all the time. That's actually a good question that I'm going to ask. What sports do drafts? All four major sports, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey use similar draft mechanisms. Okay. So all four of them. Although I've never, I've heard about the hockey draft. I've never heard about the baseball draft. I could, the, the NFL draft and the NBA draft, they, they make like big events. They're, they're showed on ESPN. Like everybody's talking about them. I've, I don't feel like I've ever heard anybody talk about the baseball draft and then you know hockey's not huge but I've heard people talk about the hockey draft so NFL's tonight NBA's soon I'd imagine and I I follow a lot of people on Twitter that are really into football so they are you know excited for who's gonna go where you know I've been here about predictions this whole week from people I watch on like live streams and hearing on Twitter um, like, oh, this team should pick up this person. This team should pick up that person. And I, I don't know like any of these names. I know the sports teams, um, but I don't know like any of the names. I don't know what, oh yeah, they should get John Doe. He's a running back, you know, X team has really needed a running back this year. I think if we combine him with the talents of, uh, John Smith, right. will will do really well. So I'm not, that deep into it and like I've mentioned many times on this podcast like just sports I'm not I'm not your sports guy I'm really into Formula One recently but I'm not your NBA guy I'm not your NFL guy I am just simply a dude that enjoys occasionally watching a game here or there and I'm really into F1 but back to kind of the idea and the strategy behind a draft now I've played a game called Basketball GM. I think that's what it's called, Basketball GM, where essentially you're the general manager of an NBA basketball team and you're trying to build a team for basketball. You're not actually like playing the game. At no point do you ever control a character and play basketball. You are simply doing the role of the general manager. So you're deciding 
how much are we going to offer them? How much, how long is their contract going to be? Um, what, what players are we going to choose? What players are we going to draft? What players are we going to trade? Um, and what are we going to offer in those trades? And it made me realize real quick that I do not understand enough about the world of sports general management to do good at all. And I did awful at the game and I would have like a run where we had a really good season. And then from there, I just couldn't manage my team and my players didn't like, you know, their contracts and I couldn't sign anybody else. And just slowly but surely we went from like running for the championship to coming in last place. And that was a short stint with just a basketball general manager game. So it's not like exactly one-to-one to life, but it's a pretty good simulation in terms of being in the general manager role. You hear a lot like, oh, this team made a trade with this team and it included like their first and second round draft. Um, and the basics of an NFL draft or an NBA draft is essentially the team that did the worst or a select group of teams that did the worst go into a lottery and that lottery determines what order they pick in and then from there it just goes the worst team to the best team so who just recently tampa bay buccaneers they just won the super bowl so theoretically they would pick last in the first round of picks theoretically now, a lot of that changes when it comes to deals that have been made previously where draft choice was traded. It's a lot of technical mumbo-jumbo that I don't feel confident explaining in the slightest. So if I'm going to, yeah, we'll just make it super basic that the person did the, that did the worst, oh my gosh, the person that did the worst the season before gets to per- pick first. And the person that did the best gets to pick last. So it's going to go in that order, and then it's going to go in reverse order, and then it's going to go in the main order, and then reverse order. So I'm pretty sure the NFL, like, does a snake draft where it goes worst to best, then best to worst, then worst to best, then best to worst. And they have, like, nine, nine rounds of drafting. Let's see. Does the NFL do a snake draft? Uh, the purpose of the snake draft is trying to not give any advantage to any team drafting under the assumption that one in 16 picks an eight-team league is about the same value as eight and nine. So lose. leagues don't use snake draft because the goals are different. Oh, see, I'm learning on the spot. The purpose of a league draft is the opposite to give an advantage to poor teams to provide better competitive balance. So leagues don't use snake draft because the goals are different. Interesting. So, what type of draft do the leagues do? There's it. I don't know. See, this is how out of out of touch I am with like NFL football and the NBA cuz I thought they did a snake draft. Turns out they don't do a snake draft. Um cuz everything I've seen with like fantasy football, the most popular fantasy football draft is a snake draft. But to what I just read, that's because, you know, you're going in trying to have fun with friends and give everybody equal footing where the draft of a professional league is to be like, hey, these teams that super sucked, they need to be able to get some good picks in there. So it's not exactly a snake draft. I don't care to look up the complete mechanics of it. But at the end of the day, it's interesting to see 
though it goes completely over my head most of the time, what really goes into these teams and picking certain players. My enjoyment out of the draft is when I get on Twitter and somebody I follow is like, oh my gosh, why did this team that I like choose this person? Or why is it, you know, why are we choosing this when we need that? Like we already have that. The biggest one, the like the biggest, I wouldn't say upset, but the biggest commotion that happened in the NFL draft was, I can't remember if it was last draft or the draft before that, Green Bay Packers chose a quarterback in the first round when they already had Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So they have Aaron Rodgers, who got them to, I believe, the conference finals, doing really well. And he's like, hey, if we can just get one or two really good picks, I think he was looking for wide receivers. He's like, we have a chance to run for a Super Bowl. And then the Green Bay Packers choose a quarterback. And they're like, oh, well, you know, Rodgers won't be here forever. Like, maybe we need the next guy. And the football world just flipped on its head. They're like, you have one of the greatest quarterbacks that wants to stay with your franchise, that wants to push for a Super Bowl, and you choose another quarterback and don't give him talent to work around. So drama like that, I really like about the draft, where you you never know who is going to get picked. Like, people have a pretty good idea of who the first maybe 10 guys are going to be and where they're going to go. Um like if we switch over to the NBA, when Zion Williams was in the draft, everybody's like, hey, I believe he went 1-1. I think he was the very first pick. So everybody was like, yeah, Zion Williams is dominating the collegiate scene. He is for sure going to be picked first. And then there were some other guys where it's like, yep, we we are a shoe-in or these people are a shoe-in to get picked early in the rounds. So that's that's pretty set in stone for – maybe the first five teams after that you know it seems to be a little bit no holds bar especially when you have something like green bay packers picking quarterback when they have one of the greatest quarterbacks who wants to go onto the franchise and ever since then apparently things have not been great in green bay between aaron Rodgers and the franchise so initially everybody was like aaron Rodgers is pissed and then it seemed like oh i think they've made amends i think he he's He's made amends with everything. And now it sounds like he's pissed again and wants to leave Green Bay. But then there's rumors that Green Bay is actually looking to trade the quarterback that they drafted. I can't remember the guy's name. And he was drafted out of Utah State, and I went to Utah State. So you would think I would know that. Now, then again, he wasn't at Utah State the same time I was. Actually, I think my senior year he was there, if I recall correctly. So, either way, I... My favorite type of drafts, and I've mentioned this before, and I've actually done an episode where we did a Marvel draft, is when people are just drafting goofy things for fun. Uh, John Boy Media is the ones that I dra- or I watch a lot. I, li- I like watching their drafts. J-O-M-B-O-Y Media. He does the baseball breakdowns, or really any sport, but baseball is his kind of main one that he breaks down. Um, and they this week did a draft of triangles so for example the first pick was a slice of pizza right it's in the shape of a triangle that was the first pick in the draft and they do snake drafts there 
Um, we did a Marvel Cinematic Universe hero draft, and we did a snake draft. It was me, my wife, and my two friends. That was super fun. I like those type of drafts. Because one, I mean, low stakes, just having fun, just putting a ragtag team of whatever together, um, having a conversation about why you picked this and why you picked that. And it's interesting to see, like, you know, because I valued certain things and then my friend becca she was like i just wanted fun characters that are in the marvel cinematic universe and then nick had some like his his very last pick was out of left field but kind of after he explained it it made great sense my wife went with an all-female team and honestly like had a banger lineup so it's fun to do those types of things and just get really into it um put a lot of more a lot more thought and effort and reasoning and like not false reasoning but just grasping at random straws as to why you picked x or why you're going to advocate for y and being able to not debate your choice but being able to give good reason as to why you picked it where other people will be like oh yeah you know i agree i think you got a great pick there i think you got a great team so i like drafts of random things if you haven't checked out john boy media jom j-o-m-b-o-y media uh barstool sports also does snake draft and i think john boy got the idea from barstool so barstool might be kind of the og hey let's draft random things but that's what i really like so you know i'm not following the draft tonight i don't care who lands where i'm not that much into football i'll see the tweets from the people i'm following on twitter i'll probably hear about it on their streams this weekend what I like, but I will admit it's not as theatric and doesn't have its its moment is, I like in Formula One where a team's just like, hey, we'll cut you a deal right now and get you in a car. Or, um, and I guess, I guess a football team can do that. But Formula One only has 20 drivers on 10 teams and they don't do a draft. It's like, okay, who can make the deal first? Who is going to offer up what amount of money for what position on their team which that's kind of exciting because you have a little more i guess drama behind it it adds more drama but you don't have the theatrics of okay here are the players coming into the league because again you only have 20 professional drivers and if somebody's driving formula one very rarely are you cycling through drivers you know they might go to this team or that team like they might shuffle around teams a lot like Daniel Ricardo has shuffled around teams a lot but it's not like he's retired right now there are a couple rookies this year the two Haas drivers Yuki Sonoda they're all rookies so it's like three people came in but you know Mercedes didn't bring in any new drivers Red Bull didn't bring any new drive bring in any new drivers and when I say new drivers I mean like rookies Mercedes didn't, Red Bull didn't, Alpine didn't, Ferrari didn't, uh, McLaren didn't, what are the other teams I'm forgetting, uh, Aston Martin didn't, Williams didn't, so it's like when you have all these teams and they don't need new drivers, like a draft would be completely pointless because it's like, okay, who needs a new driver this year? Oh, Haas does, they're the one team that needs a new driver, well, I guess this draft is going to be short. Okay, they pick Schumacher. 
now the other side is you can get a lot like that's why i say formula one's a lot more dramatic because there's a lot more personal incentive inside of formula one so i'm talking like Haas has mazda spin on their team not because he's a good driver but because his dad put a lot of money into the team aston martin which was formerly um force india although what were they between force india and aston martin i forgot but anyway big daddy stroll bought the team and he's like i'm only gonna buy the team if my son can drive so you have you have a lot more intimate drama i would say like the whole aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers drafting another quarterback after aaron Rodgers was like hey i want to win a super bowl in green bay that's drama but it's not as intimate as okay a russian guy put a lot of money into the williams team so did a german company and the german company demanded that not the Williams, the Haas team, the German company demanded that a German driver race for the team. And the Russian guy demanded that a son race for the team. So you had two beloved drivers in Grosjean and Magnuson, Magnuson, Magnus. Why do I, why can I never remember if it's Magnuson or Magnus? Anyway, you had two beloved drivers in formula one, though they weren't doing hot. And that's partly because they were part of the worst team. They weren't doing hot, but people loved them. They're no longer driving in Formula One right now because those intimate, very personal interests, the dollar-dollar bills, got in the way. And now you have Mazda Spin and Schumacher coming in last and second to last, respectively, in every single race. They aren't going to get anything done this season. I'd be surprised beyond anything if they scored a single point on that team, but that's just how the cookie crumbles in f1 money speaks money does the direct talking in formula one you know how much are you willing to pay somebody in in the nba and the nfl there's like okay you're on a rookie contract and the rookie contracts all have similar parameters right they have to be given so many some like a similar set of things you're always constantly trying to be like okay we need a a wide receiver to compliment our quarterback let's grab one. Oh, we need to develop our running game let's grab a uh a running back hey we need somebody to protect our quarterback let's let's get some guys on the offense hey we need somebody to destroy their quarterback let's get somebody on the defense man we got destroyed and when people passed the ball last season let's grab you know you have a lot more areas to cover and a lot more people cycling through your team People race in Formula One a lot longer on average than people play in the NFL. I think the average person plays in the NFL, what, four seasons? Average NFL career. The average length of player's career in the National Football League is a different aspect influencing, yada, 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 is about 3.3 years for players across the NFL. Average Formula One career length. Average number of Grand Prix per season, 14. Average length of all drivers in history, 3.8. So, not as long as I thought, but kind of makes sense because due to these personal interests and, like, how often drivers are getting, like, cycled in and out. Like, I'm thinking about Red Bull. Um, Red Bull had Albon, 
he raced for what a season and a half two seasons so yeah you do get those people that like race for a season maybe not even making it a full season i mean that number two spot on red bull was cursed for a while now i think uh not pierre gasly man that was a rough situation but i think um sergio perez has kind of cemented that he belongs in that red bull seat and can do great things so 3.8 years now 3.3 and 3.8 right there's a difference there but also you got to think about the number of people on an nfl team and like an nfl team you have you know your first string and your second string same with an nba right you can cycle players through in each position formula one you got two drivers and if somebody gets hurt or somebody can't race you have a backup driver but you're not cycling them out mid-race i don't know different ways that different sports achieve their teams and for good reason why they do it differently that way but it would be kind of interesting well formula one it wouldn't be interesting to have a draft like i mentioned earlier like if only one team needs one driver then that's a lame draft so it wouldn't work in formula one but i wish there was a day in formula one at the very least where it was like hey all contracts need to be finalized by this day and that kind of last second scrambling because i'm pretty sure in formula one contracts can get signed and agreed upon any point throughout the season like last season daniel ricardo i'm pretty sure signed with mclaren and carlos Sainz signed with ferrari like way early in the season last year so they're like yeah i'm obviously going to finish off with my current team and i'm going to race hard and try and do my best but it's like yeah way early in the season they just signed this agreement so everybody knew oh yeah they're going to be at mclaren they're going to be at ferrari next season so i wish there was a window in formula one where it's like hey contracts and agreements need to be done within this window and then we'd have a lot more drama of what teams are making what deals rather than oh hey just got news this person's going this place oh okay right because if if it all happened all at once like the nfl draft happens like they're all signing these rookies all at once and then it's after the draft there's a there's a period where you sign any free agents so if anybody's contract has expired and they want to stay in the nfl they can be a free agent if they don't agree to a new contract with their current team and then other teams can offer them contracts and that's all done at least in the nba it's all done within a certain window of time and i believe it's the same for the nfl so you have this draft night that's exciting where it's like hey who are the new people coming in and then you have another period of time where it's like okay who's going where in terms of free agency like hey hey this is a really good player they're their contract with this team is up where are they going to land like is, is the team going to resign them or are they going to go someplace else and yes in every sport you have people get traded in the middle of the season it happens all the time in all the major sports but at the very least you have those like two time periods where you have a little more high drama and you know you figure out where what the teams are going to be in formula one you can know way beforehand so you don't get you don't get that drama of it like all happening at once. You get the drama drama of like, oh, what were the personal interests behind it? Anyway, different smokes for different folks. NFL draft. Are you excited about it? Are you not excited about it? You know, who are you excited to see go where? Um, one guy I follow on Tim, Twitter, uh, Tim the Tatman, he's like, if the Dallas Cowboys don't draft so-and-so in the first round with their first pick, I'm going to be in shambles. And then his next tweet was just like, I'm in shambles. 
So, you know, Tim was expecting Dallas Cowboys to draft something and they didn't. And now he's a little upset about that. I don't know who the player was. I don't know what position they played, but it's not that it's funny to see him kind of upset about that, but you know, the drama is happening, right? The drama of the night, first round of the NFL draft. It's a spectacle. Like it's got a lot behind it, which I think is cool. So that's where I'm going to end this episode of Tips Talks, the premieres this podcast. Go ahead, follow me on Twitter at Pummelhead. Go to my website, jasontebs.com. Follow me on Twitch. I'm actually recording this one live on Twitch. So if you want to occasionally see an episode live, uh, check it out there. Um, Pummelhead on Twitch, jasontebs.com. Pummelhead on Twitter. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. If you're watching on Twitch right now, hit me up with a follow. Thanks so much. And... I'll catch you next time on Tub Socks, the premier useless podcast. Peace out, everyone.